following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Thursday with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Inside this hour, Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit, Lions NFL insider. He'll join us, Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com. Jeff Risden, his conversation with Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros, which is heard weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. Rizzy, one of our in hizzy Lions guests, they had a good conversation. Uh, we'll talk the CUDA trade and more. Uh, Anthony Bellino does a great show. If you're in the Grand Rapids area, 96.1 The Game, our flagship station, carries AB's X's and Bros, part of the Michigan Sports Network team, which I am also a part of weekday mornings at 6 a.m. in GR on 96.1 The Game. We threw out our Bush Light, huge question of the day. While we're talking NFL draft and reaching out to some of our Lions insiders, who's your ideal pick at six? You can answer at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. They're a local bank, local team members. They have locations all across Michigan, and you can trust and depend on Mercantile Bank and their team. And that's more important than ever before. So join us here at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. I just told you last segment that Snyder reached a deal to sell the Washington Commanders in the NFL for a record $6 billion. That's with a B. Magic Johnson, it's the Josh Harris group who own the Sixers and the New Jersey Devils and the NHL, Sixers and the NBA. But Magic Johnson, the Hall of Fame hoops legend, is part of that buyer group. So good for him. He's, I'll tell you what, Magic Johnson has been fantastic in business. Even when he was playing, he gets it. Smart man, $6 billion. And that's one of the lower-level franchises. Can you imagine what like the Cowboys are worth now? If the Commanders are going for six billion, think about what the Dallas Cowboys, Jets, Giants, even the Lions, uh, marquee franchises. I- I'm talking Lions. They're not a marquee franchise yet in the NFL, but the the big boys in the NFL. If the Broncos went for what was the record at $4.65 billion, and the Commanders just went for $6 billion. What are the Cowboys worth? $8 billion? $9 billion? It's a TV money. You know, people are wondering, well, how can you pay that much? You know, Look at Ishbia. He paid $4 billion for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA. So you have Ishbia, a Michigan State guy, as owner of the Phoenix Suns. Now Magic Johnson is part of the ownership group. Yeah, I... 
I don't know what the Lions value. If you're getting $6 billion in D.C., Lions have to be at least that, if not more. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions blogger, insider. He is standing by on the Roast Umber guest line here on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what the Lions value would be if the Commanders are worth $6 billion and you're the Lions and you have Ford Field and all the entities and the same TV money. I would think it's at least worth that $6 billion if they were selling. I know the Ford family will never sell, but gosh, uh, you know, like I said, the high top shelf franchises, what's their value if the Commanders are getting $6 billion? Man. Yeah. It's an interesting question. You know, Forbes does like annual team worth value types of things. And, you know, obviously it's just kind of an estimate. And usually the Lions are in that 30 to 32 range. Like they're one of the least valued franchise according to Forbes. But again, like that's just estimates and based on things like probably merchandise sales and, and things like that. So I, I would guess that they're, you know, theoretically they're, they're worth less than, than the commanders, but you never know. I mean, all you need is, I guess, one kind of, big investor in, in the local area that's interested in buying your team and maybe it's more than, than the commanders but that is I mean it's just kind of a striking number to see it out there like six billion dollars for a franchise um, you know it's not not necessarily a surprising number like you said a team has recently sold for just under that four, I guess 4.5 million isn't really just under that but um, yeah it, it, it's interesting to see those those values just kind of laid out plain to see. And that's not a winning franchise. If you're somebody with some Lombardi trophies or you're selling out every game, your value even skyrockets more. And I think the Lions are heading into what I believe will be maybe since the Barry era. And even that had drama with Ross and the coaching changes and ownership and William Clay Ford in the front office. Uh, I think this franchise is stabilized like I've never seen them before. Uh, they've had, outside of really the backup QB situation, a near-perfect offseason. Uh, we know what they have in the draft in the first round at 6-18 and 18 with the two second-rounders. They got that fifth-rounder from the Akuta deal that we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, but, Jeremy, uh, outside of major injuries, you know, losing golf to a, like a season-ending injury or something, uh, this team is walking in. I'm not going to call it the golden era yet until uh, they win some trophies, but in terms of just having everything in place. I've yeah. never seen this with the Lions ever. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the fact that this team, that this roster looks very good from top to bottom. Um, it's not just the fact that they're you know scheduled to, to win or favored to win the division for the first time in you know thirty some years or whatever it is. Um, but it's just you can see the plan, right? You can see that this isn't just a team built to win now. This is a team that has an extremely young roster that has a bunch of you know, potential marquee players on both sides of the ball due to good drafting. And they don't really, you know, they haven't tied themselves to horrible contracts or anything like that. It just, it seems like this team is creating a very long runway for itself. Um, and, and as soon as we kind of get the picture of what their plan is long-term for quarterback, then you can kind of see it all laid out. And it, it seems like this team is, is heading in a, a very good direction. The one thing we got to do though, is see the actual results on the field Luckily, the, the the franchise left a pretty good taste in their fans' mouth with an eight two finish last year. But um, you know, we, we can't put the cart before the horse here. They have to they have to make the playoffs. They have to win a playoff game. They have to challenge at least for a Super Bowl in the next couple of years here. Um, otherwise, you know, all this. I mean, like you said, like all it takes is one injured season to kind of knock all of that off course for one season. But it seems like 
if you just look schematically at what they're doing in, in terms of the, the way that they're, they're building, not, not only their roster, but really their coaching staff. You're kind of seeing them already churn it over a little bit and, and be prepared and, and, and filling it with guys that are well-respected. Um, so, you know, even if it doesn't work out this year, like a lot of people think they are, it, it seems like they're in a good position. But again, people aren't going to believe, especially in this town where we have felt optimism more than once uh, in the past 50 years. Um, they're, they're going to want to have to see the result before they buy in completely. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, joining us on the roast Umber guest line. Uh, before we get to pick six and 18 and where you're at right now, uh, with your mock 583,000.0, uh, all of us have those. You know, I, I, I'm not saying you. I'm talking about just how many mock drafts I've read. Uh, the Akuta trade, uh, some complain, not enough. Hey, you know what? Uh, the Falcons gave a fifth rounder. Lions have to eat some of the salary. Reality is Akuta never measured up to being the overall number three pick, and he didn't fit into the Lions' plans. End of story. Yeah, I think I think you kind of nailed it. And and really, there. As, as much as you know, you're always going to have a, at least a market for someone who is a third overall pick and, and entering their fourth season. Um, but it, it's it's just not going to be that much. Um, uh, I, I think when you're looking at a guy who who's suffered some two pretty serious injuries that, that necess, necessitated offseason surgery, um, a guy that went fully healthy last year, and, and granted it was his first fully healthy season in a, a very long time, um, head flashes, but. We saw what happened at the end of the season. He got benched. So um, I, I think it's it's a low-risk trade for the Falcons, and, and it could pay off in, in the meantime. But in Detroit, it just did not really make sense to keep him around. He was taking up $10 million in cap space. He's a guy that's maybe wide or cornerback five on, on the team. Like Even if you were to believe that having a guy like him on the roster would be good in case of injury, which I, I agree on, on the surface, Paying a guy $10 million for that just doesn't make a ton of sense. And I know in terms of dead cap, you're still going to be paying, you know, $6, 7000000 million for him um, because of the $5 million dead cap and because, as you, as you said, you're, you're eating a little bit of salary for the Falcons. Um, he was just never going to get that opportunity to prove that he was worth it here. Um, and so you save $3 million instead of $5 million and and you, you give him – you do right by him, too, and I think that matters in this. Um, you send him to a team he apparently wanted to play for – when he was coming out of college, you're giving him a fresh start where he's going to have the opportunity to turn his career around. And in the meantime, you just kind of turn the page on a player that wasn't going to be here, wasn't going to be part of your team's plans really in the short term or the long term. So um, I understand wanting to get more out of that, but there's just not that much value out of a guy that hasn't shown anything really um, in, in terms of being a starting capable guy in this in, in this league in three years. So um, it, it, it's an unfortunate end to – um, what, what was once a, a very promising player, but you, you have to turn the, the page at some point, and I think the Lions are smart to do to get really anything out of it instead of just kind of stashing him on the roster for a year and, and then getting nothing from him next year. Yeah, he's just not part of the plan, and, and they move on, and it's business, and here we are now looking at 6-18, and 18 and you're back and forth, Jeremy, and all your conversations uh, with people you work with, people uh, who follow Pride of Detroit, uh, where are you at on the most likely threesome of players that the Lions may be able to choose from at six, and who would be at the top of Jeremy Reisman's list if they're there at six? Man, it's it's tough. The Lions are doing, I think, a really good job this year of keeping their intentions unknown. They, they've played the quarterback game a little bit with um, some of the things they said in the media. They obviously brought C.J. Shroud in this week. 
for one of their top 30 visits. So they're, they're, they're at least thinking about it. I ultimately, I think they, they've shown too much faith in, in Jared Goff to, to really make a big move like that. But I actually kind of like that they're at least examining it. And, you know, if there's a, a franchise quarterback out there in this year's draft, they want to make sure, um, there is. And if, if so, maybe, maybe they take a big swing, but I don't think that's what they're going right now. So I, I think, man, I think the Tyree Wilson stuff is, is very interesting. Uh, Texas Tech edge defender. He, he's everything physically you want in, in, in a pass rusher. Um, you just kind of have to put it all together and, and maybe the Lions believe that their coaching staff is capable of doing that. Um, and, and, I mean, you heard Brett Holmes say himself a couple of weeks ago, um, when, when you have a talented guy on the board that you're facing, it doesn't matter if you have a stack room already. You just keep adding to that stack room and making no leap. Um, and I think that's something that the lines will be open to. I know they just went as defender. I know they just cut salaries for, for guys like Carl Ferris and Romeo Farr just to keep them around. I don't think that would stop them from, from adding a long-term piece like Tyree Wilson. So I think he's up there in my three. Devin Witherspoon, I, I can't shake myself with this that. He seems like such a perfect fit for what the Detroit Lions like to do. He's got tremendous ball skills. He's a very physical guy. I think him and, and Gray Blythe, the new quarterback, so can get along perfectly. I think they're, they're both undersized guys that, that really will thrive uh, at what they do because of kind of that nasty demeanor, and I think that's just going to endear the Lions to him. Um, and then... Personally speaking, man, I, I just I know the dealing card and stuff is a hot button issue. I know everything points to and you know his demeanor maybe not being the, the type of guy that that fits with Dan Campbell, but man, he's uh he's the kind of guy that I just think that, that would fit so perfectly for what the Lions need that pass rush. Yeah, I got to put uh, Jeremy on hold. Sorry for the five minutes of static noise. Please call Jeremy back, okay? Yeah, you're going to need to call him back, Brett. we got to have Taft or someone look at the phone system. That's happening like every day. Man, we're getting that static noise. Try another line, will you, Brett? Thank you for the guest. I appreciate it. And we'll get Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, uh, back on with us. Our Bush Light, huge question of the day uh, that you can answer. Who's your ideal pick if they're there at number six? Question I'm asking uh, Jeremy, and again, apologize. We can't. That uh, was just the phone system going crazy. Yeah, let's see. Use the other lines uh, just until we can get that checked out. Uh, Bushlight, huge question of the day. Who's your choice if they're there at 618-866-838-4843? Yeah, Jeremy, sorry about that. We had some static interference or something. It wasn't on your end. It was on our system. Uh, I want to go back uh, to your thoughts on uh, 6 and 18 for the Lions, but we'll start with six. If this player is there, it's a must take by Holmes and Campbell. Who is that? Oof, uh, there's so many, I think, interesting options there. I, I think I think you have to start the conversation at Jalen Carter. Um, you know, I, I understand that everything that we've heard out of this guy in the past month or so doesn't scream Dan Campbell guy, and I, I totally get that. And and, and maybe maybe he is completely off their board. I, I don't really have a good sense one way or the other. But in terms of need, in terms of what this guy can provide, I don't. And, and I, people are maybe going back to the tape. And, and now that we know everything about some of the off-field stuff and and the pro day, I think people are going back to the film and saying, "Oh, he looks lazy here. He doesn't." I, I don't see that necessarily. Um, and so I think he 
would provide pass rush right up the middle, which is what this team has been lacking for, for really since the Indomitian Zoo era. Um, and, and that can be just such a game changer. So it would be very hard if I was personally on the clock as Lions GM to, to pass on someone like him. But I also look at a guy like Devin Witherspoon, the, the Illinois cornerback, and I feel like he is, like, there's no questions about his personality. He's exactly what the Lions like. You look at the, the Lions' new cornerbacks, Coach Dre Bly, he was that undersized corner who was a very physical, very, you know, press man type of guy. That's who Devin Witherspoon is, and, and that's going to endear him to the Lions coaching staff, the Lions front office. I think that physical nature of his is, is going to be great. And the Lions, I know they just invested a ton at the cornerback position, but I think there's still a long-term need because a lot of these guys aren't signed beyond this um, this, per- this first year um, uh, in, in, in the post-Jeff Okuda era. So I think those are two guys that, that I'm circling. I know Tyree Wilson is a, is a big name too, and I think he has a lot of physical traits that I think you'd really, really like. But there's, there's certainly a lot of questions about whether he can develop into um, – the, the potential that he has as a, as a physical player. Um, and, and I think the Lions wouldn't shy away from, from adding an edge uh, defender because, again, that's a long-term positional need for them. And uh, and it would be nice to, to pair Aiden Hutchinson with a long-term guy on the other side and have those two kind of wreaking havoc for the next five, ten years in Detroit. I think at 18, and I know this phrase is only used uh, when talking about the NFL draft, best available uh, that when we look at 18, unless there is a move where they could move up and throw in one of the second-round picks, and like they did last year in getting Jamison Williams, but you know it's almost a pool of players that you look at uh, Gonzalez, where one mock draft did have the Lions trading up to 13 uh, to get Gonzalez. You got Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. Uh, Robinson, the running back, has been mentioned, which if they don't see a future for Swift... Uh, that's interesting. So I'm trying to think from that group, even Hendon Hooker, a quarterback. I, I know he's high on the CBSSports.com draft list at 19, even with a knee injury. Uh, who is the best available in that group at if they stay at 18 that you're like, or they need to trade up to get this guy? Who would be on that short list? Man, it's again. I feel like there's just so many different angles you, you could take with this. You could get a quarterback of the future, maybe if, if one's there, and, and if they like Hendon Hooker, it seems like they've met with him at least a couple times throughout the draft process. Um, I, I could understand that. Um, I, I think part of it is, is this internal debate that you have to have. Of a lot of people see this this year as a as a golden opportunity, right? An opportunity to compete not only for the division but maybe something bigger this year. So, do you get a guy at 18? that is going to contribute to this year and, and help you make that playoff push, that division push, that Super Bowl push? Or do you plan a little bit further out for the future and get a guy like Hendon Hooker? For me, I think the draft is always about planning for the long term. And so I know Lions fans might want someone who's going to push and, and, and help this team win right now. I don't necessarily think Brad Holmes thinks that way. That being said, if they don't go the long-term route and grab a quarterback or grab a, a position that might not be a need this year, like let's say – they go offensive line. They don't necessarily need an offensive lineman this year, but I really like the value of someone like Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle out of Tennessee, who can also kick in and play guard. He's a guy that's really, uh, I would say, climbing up draft boards and, and, and could be a good value there at 18. But if you want more of a high-impact now guy, I like Elijah Kansi, and, and it's not just because I think he's an Aaron Donald clone. I think, again, it's all about that interior pass rush that the Lions have been missing for, for quite some time. And I think... I think he's just a phenomenal player, honestly. Um, the undersized stuff is what it is. Maybe he isn't a, a, a great run defender right away, but 
just because you're small doesn't mean you're a bad run defender. Yeah, you can be pushed around a little bit, but he's a guy that is so his first step is so twitchy that people just flat out miss on that guy, and 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 that's that's disruption in the past in the run game, I should say. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think cornerback is probably good value here if your Devon Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez's are gone. Uh, I think Joey Porter is a really talented player. Deontay Banks is another guy I would definitely take at, at 18, and then. Lines will probably hate it, but I think tight end is also an option here. Um, it's not top ten, so maybe it's a little bit more um, digestible for Lions fans. But I, you know, I, I think there's a, a possible chance that none, no tight ends are picking before 18. So whether you like Darnell Washington, a, a strong blocking tight end that also has got kind of surprisingly good hands, Michael Mayer or Dalton Kincaid, any of those guys, I think would make a lot of sense for the Lions at 18. Jalen Carter, the four mock drafts at CBSSports.com that I looked at earlier today. Jeremy and Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions Insider. Follow him on Twitter online. Three of the four mock drafts had the Lions taking Jalen Carter at number six. And the question yeah. will be on the character checkpoint list with Campbell and Holmes, if he meets it and he's there at six. And I'll let Holmes and Campbell uh, decide that that would be a heck of a steal at pick six if you get Jalen Carter on that line with Hutchinson yeah. and it fills that role you were just talking about with the need for that interior pass rush. Yeah, it, to me it's the ideal pick, and and yes, you have to clear all the the character stuff, and I'm not capable of doing that. I don't know Jalen Carter as a person. I don't know what happened on that table night. I don't know what the deal is with his pro day was, but. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. If he passes the character check, which is important, like we don't, I, I can't just push that and say, and say, I don't care about the character. He's a good player. That's obviously, that obviously means a lot to the Lions. They, and, and it's not just his character off the field. I think it's that football character. And that's why I think that the pro day stuff is the thing that he really is going to have to explain to teams asking about is what went wrong on that pro day. Why were you out of shape? Why were you nine pounds heavier? Why were you gassed at the end of that thing? And if he has a good answer for that and you know, his, his inner circle can, can vouch for him as a guy who puts in the work day in, day out. He's the ideal ticket six. I don't think there's any question about that um, because he's such a good both run defender and passer. So just an absolute mauler that, I mean, the straightest way to a quarterback is right up the middle right there. And if he can be part of that, defensive line that that is almost as stacked as, as George's was in his whole college career, then, yeah, I think the Lions will have a home run on their hands at six overall. I agree. Again, that's Campbell and Holmes and the trust that I know I do a statewide sports show, Jeremy. I'm, I'm in the media, uh, but I, I can't tell you the respect I have for Holmes and that entire front office and Sheila Hamp and what they're doing and Campbell and the way he's maturing as a head coach and how he matured from year one to year two, and even inside year two, after another horrible start in that eight and two finish, what they're saying, how they're doing it, the culture they're building, uh, the transparency uh, that they're providing to the media, to the fans, uh, to the season ticket holders. It's really exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, folks, you can follow Jeremy as one of the better Twitter accounts. Uh, what's the Twitter handle again? Detroit on Lion, all one word. At Detroit Online, because yeah, everyone says, how come you don't write, memorize everybody's Twitter handles? Really? <laughs> okay. How many people are on Twitter? 600 billion? <laughs> no, no. I don't take it personally. I probably don't know. No, I like people to say it because I'll, I'll give the wrong, like, hyphen dash or something. Next thing you know, they're going to, like, some dog show in Tijuana. Whoa, wait a minute. Can't watch that. All right. We love you, Jeremy. 
appreciate you having me. Yeah, back at you, Jeremy Reisman. I love him. I love all of our insiders now. Rizzy, when he's in the hizzy. His conversation with Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros, which is the Michigan Sports Network's morning show. You can hear it weekday mornings at 6 a.m. on 96.1 The Game in Grand Rapids, our flagship station. He talked to Risden about the Akuta trade. The Lions draft will hear from Rizzy and the hizzy with A.B., from X's and Bros, that's coming up within the hour. Next segment, Michael O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, with a NFL draft update from Allen Park. And our Bush Light, huge question of the day that you can answer. Who's your ideal pick if they're there at 6 in the first round for the Lions? You can answer at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. I also have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, they're an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and it's NBA playoffs time. So here's what you need to do. And this is for new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up. They then can make a $5 pregame money line playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Plus, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can score a no-sweat same-game parley every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA playoff game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code HUGE when you sign up, and new customers who do that can make that $5 pregame NBA playoff money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Mike O'Hara from DetroitLions.com on the draft. He'll join us next from Allen Park. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Godsmack, live and in your face. Friday, May 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino, plus Bad Wolves. And same show, same night, Bullet for My Valentine. Tickets start at $28 on sale now at the Soaring Eagle box office or etix.com. Party hard, rock harder. Godsmack, May 26th, part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news. 
press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, Blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From Little League to the Big Leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Bushlight, huge question of the day. If this guy is there at six in the first round for the Lions, who's the ideal pick that makes you a happy Lions fan? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Seeing that we're almost halfway through April, let's go to Mike O'Hara, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist, insider when it comes to Lions and the National Football League. And, you know, outside of solidifying a veteran quarterback who's won as a backup, it's been a near-perfect offseason for the Lions, and now we're looking ahead, Michael, to 6-18. and 18, And what are you hearing out of Allen Park? Well, I think one thing is when you talk about getting the backup quarterback, you keep hearing the name of Teddy Bridgewater, and that might you know come to fruition or be settled. I love that. If that happens, that is exactly the type of backup they need. When you look at his record, you know, he's a natural leader. He really is, which what's really hampered him throughout his career as injury start, you know, with that ghastly knee injury, I think the second year in the National Football League. After, you know, had a terrific rookie year with the Minnesota Vikings, 
Now, he'd been drafted in the first round, and I don't think he's quite been the same player since, but he's been with five teams, in, I think, in the last six years. And just, like I said, just a quality leader. Uh, people love the guy. They really do. More than love him, they respect him, respect him for the way he produces, he produces, the way he prepares, and all of that. Exactly what you're looking for in a backup quarterback who actually can step in and play for you, too. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater would be the guy that I've been talking about, even going back to uh, training camp last summer. So I trust him. I, I like everything that uh, Holmes, the front office, Sheila Hamp, uh, Campbell, the coaches are doing. I know, Mike, you've been around the Lions a long time, that even when there was Barry, there was drama with, you know, who's the head coach or with Wayne or were they underachieving? They, why aren't they, you know, getting to a Super Bowl? You had ownership. You had a front office. High stability. I, I, top to bottom, I've never seen it like I'm seeing it now with the Lions. Oh, I think I still think they've got a ways to go to match you know, the, the 1990s, which really started in '89. But you know, Wayne was the head coach for I think for eight years, and look, they had a roster full of Pro Bowl, Pro Bowlers, All Pros, all of that. They just couldn't quite. You know, they got believe me, they got to the hump and beyond, but they couldn't close the deal because they didn't have they didn't have the quarterback to do it. I mean, even back in those days, which they seemed like so long ago, you had to have a quarterback to do it in most cases. And the Lions didn't. That was the one area where they came up short. Yeah, I'm not saying they're at the talent level, but I'm talking the organization from ownership to the front office, led by Holmes to the coaching staff. I've never been more comfortable than I am right now with the Lions. Well, I agree with you on that regard because it, 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 it's such a different, it's such a change from from what what you know Dan and and, and and Brad inherited. The whole atmosphere is different, and it changed. I snap my fingers, you know, just like that. It really did. They had a plan, they had a vision of what they wanted, and they were going to stick to it. Now they're not. Well, there's some things you have to change and all that, but they really have really followed through on on everything they. They said they wanted to do. Look, the work, the job's not finished. And all in all, they still were nine and eight last season. But that eight and two finish really, I think, revealed more of what they are than what the way, what they were when they started the season. All right. So the question I'm asking the audience: If this guy is there at six in the first round of the NFL draft in Kansas City later this month, it's a must take by the Lions. Who would that be, Michael? A must take. Uh, I'd say Will Andrews. Will Anderson, I'm sorry, Will Anderson, the pass rusher, edge rusher from Alabama. I think he would uh, just just level out what they've been trying to do on defense, what they've been trying to put together on defense so they can do what they want. And I think Will, and- Will Anderson, look, you look at his statistics, and they're just absolutely stunning what he's what he's done for three years down in Alabama. So to me, that would be that would be their their dream pick, and really make you know quite a reality for them. But look, there's some hurdles to get through. Uh, he's where he where it stands right now. He's you know in a slot to go third overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Can the Lions make a deal? Can the Cardinals go in another direction? Can a lot of things fall in place for him to be there at six? I doubt that. So to me, if they're going to get it, if they're going to get him. It's going to be via trade, and I don't know if they want to give up that, you know, that many picks or whatever it would take to get them. Yeah, that would be, you know, these are draft day scenarios. Nobody saw the Jamison Williams move up coming no. last year. We never discussed that at all. Uh, right, one thing, though, and I've written this a couple of times, I, you know, the Lions, like you said, they have the 6th and 18th picks. I would be surprised if they're still there at 18, if they haven't made some sort of deal either to move back or move up. And I think if you look at Brad Holmes in the two years he's been here, I think his inclination is, is more to move up 
you know, to, 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 to get quality than to move back to get quantity. Now, you can move back and get quantity. You can do that. You can do that and get quality quantity, but I think he'd be more inclined to go up to get a player he wants. I agree. Uh, I think you could, you know, throw a second. You know, you got the fifth round for Akuda, which we'll talk about in a moment. You have options. Uh, the one thing that Holmes has always presented, including the options he created when he traded Stafford, nobody saw that coming, uh, that, you know, they're not tied. If they can get one great player who can help them win, if they have to trade up to three to get Anderson and you pair him up with Hutch for the foreseeable future in Detroit, they'll do that. I would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that's look. It's you know it's easy for us to, to put together deals because what we're doing is you and I and this is look I'm as guilty of this as anybody is we're making deals for both sides. You know what the Cardinals will take and what the Lions can give, and it really doesn't work that way in reality in the National Football League. But uh, but I agree with you. If they could get you know, a guy on either side, you know. A pass rusher coming, one from the left, one from the right, or whatever. It certainly would make this make an impact on this defense. Yeah, and I th- and they get Teddy Bridgewater as you discussed to start this conversation. If that deal ever could happen, man, and and you scored a Anderson or if Carter uh, checks the boxes on their culture uh, test for Campbell and Holmes, uh, the Lions are already in my mind in that top five group going in. Uh, to this season, and if they get impact players in this draft, especially uh, there at six or if they move up, that only helps them uh, win the NFC North or helps them uh, towards a battle for home playoff games. Well, that to, to me, what, what would be a successful season for the Detroit Lions, there are a lot of things that go into it, but it starts with one thing, and that's a home playoff game at Ford Field. They should have had one in 2013, it was, when they started 6-3 and three and won one more game the rest of the way uh, in a division that was won by the Green Bay Packers with a record of 8-7-1. and one. The Lions sitting home at 7-9 and nine after starting 6-3. and three. To me, that was the worst collapse I've been covering the Detroit Lions a long time, and that, in my tenure of covering the Lions, that's the worst worst collapse, the most disappointing finish of any team they've had. Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com, senior columnist insider, along with Tim Twentyman. They do a great job. You need any Lions information, DetroitLions.com. Michael, thank you for the update, and we'll talk when we get closer to the draft. Two weeks away, huge. Yeah, hard to believe. Yeah, two weeks from tonight. Thank you, Michael O'Hara. Uh, joining us from Detroit, a listener on the Roar. If you're in the Motor City, 93.5 FM, 99.1 FM, and 94.7 FM, HD Channel 2, Motor City's Sports Radio Roar. There you go, and thank you to the Roar and the people in Detroit uh, for the love they've shown the show. Bushlight, huge question of the day. You heard Michael answer it. If he's there at six, who's the ideal pick? For the Lions in that first round, you tell me one eight six six eight three eight four eight four three. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. The Mercantile Bank team you can trust and depend on them at all locations, and that's more important than ever before. Thank you to Mercantile Bank for their partnership with the Huge Show. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
we might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. The one-two. Right side. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tellymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids? Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18-hole at St. Ives, and they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration. That includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com. It's vacation time. So, you have alerted your post office, dropped the dog off at the kennel, and set the timer for the lights in your house. But, did you call the police? Many of Michigan's police departments will check on your house regularly while you are away. Contact your local police department to see if this program is available in your area. Just one more service that Michigan's police officers provide every single day. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also there, you can listen to our free online stream anywhere you're traveling to or where you're going on work at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen wherever you get mobile service in America. Do have a reminder from my good friends at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills, your home 
for the $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket with Fries. A huge Steakhouse Burger with Fries, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. at all brands locations except for Tommy Brands on South Division in Wyoming, all of the locations. $6.99 Steakhouse Burger Basket with Fries, Monday through Friday for lunch, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. You'll find a Brands in Bay City if you listen on 100.9 FM, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard, west side of GR, just off of 131, and the Brands Steakhouse and Grill in Cascade, just east of GR. And if you can't make it out to watch your favorite team play at your local brands or for lunch, you can order up for takeout or delivery. Just go to brands.com. That is brands.com. And Johnny Brand Sr. wants to remind all who support law enforcement to like Voice for the Badge on Facebook and also follow them on Twitter if you support law enforcement like we do here on The Huge Show. Just like Voice for the Badge on Facebook and also Voice for the Badge on Twitter. Now, if you miss any interview with the show, any huge opinion, uh, they're all free on our podcast. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge. 